Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment celebrity news on Jesse Smollett, Cardi B, Oprah Winfrey, Dr. Dre, Rosie O'Donnell, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself, and I know my buzz warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy, and you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet, you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, click on the follow up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment, about any of the stories of today, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at the Letter 14, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram. Just type in T. Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cold and partly cloudy 41 degrees. Uh, before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone who's been listening from the very beginning, who are currently listening on the phone lines and in uh, on your computers. Thank you again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Well, you know, if you haven't heard, Jesse Smollett has been... Uh, all his, all the charges against him has been dropped. People are talking about it. His record has been wiped clean, 
and people are some people are in an uproar. Uh, some people are probably not surprised. I'm one of them. Uh, but we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about that today. Also, uh, Cardi B is getting some backlash about her past. For some reason, everybody is going into uh, the celebrities' past, digging up old bones, so to speak, and, you know, blasting them for um, doing things that are not cool or, you know, things that they shouldn't be doing. And people are in the uproar. Um People have got to re- realize that, you know, before they became celebrities, they had a past. Whether it was good, bad, or ugly, some of these celebrities had a past. And now all of a sudden everybody's digging up these old uh, things that they have done and they're putting it out on the for- forefront and putting it on social media. So Cardi B, uh, apparently we know how she started. She was a stripper here in um, New York, in the Bronx, and she had made a comment about how about her stripper life, and people are not too happy about what she did. We're going to be talking about that. Um, also, um, we, you know, Oprah Winfrey is uh, she made a surprise appearance at the Apple event this past Monday, where you know the company has announced its long-awaited streaming uh, video products, and uh, they're doing uh, iNews and. They're revealing all these details. Well, Oprah is teaming up with them, and she did. She hit the stage during a presentation of her company headquarters, where uh, Apple TV was the hot topic to announce that she is joining forces with Apple. And she talked about about two docu- uh, documentaries that she's going to be working with, uh, working for uh, Apple TV Plus. So we'll talk about that. Dr. Dre is in the news. Uh, remember the whole college scam? If you remember last week, we was talking about uh, actress Felicity Huffman and actress Lori uh, Luffman, uh, Lufflin who they paid all this money to have their children to go to these prestigious universities. And, again, you know, uh, the University of uh, Southern California was one of them. Well, the University of Southern California is back in the news again, but this time Dr. Dre posted on social media as a proud parent, proud father, that his daughter got accepted without, you know, trying to scam or paying money to get her in, to help her get her in there. She got in with her own merit. So we thought. Well, coming to find out, he just, you know, people just found out that he's been contributing or donating money to the university, and that might have helped his daughter get in there. You know, when you, you know, you hear it all the time where alumni contribute money to their uh, alma mater, you know, to help the school out, to make sure, you know, they keep up with their programs and such and such. And we think that because he was a contributor or supporter of the US uh, USC that that helped his daughter chances to get in. We're going to be talking about that. Also, um Rosie O'Donnell has a new book talking about her days on the view and she put some juicy information in there. Uh the book has not been released yet, but it's already got people talking where she uh confessed about her having a crush on one of her co-hosts, Elizabeth Hasselback, you remember her, uh, where she uh, was on The View with Rosie for a couple of years. She had got 
fired and she went to uh, to join Fox and Friends. Well, in it, Rosie talked about her distrust that she had. And then I just heard today uh, the book also revealed um, how Whoopi Goldberg, how she talked, Rosie talked about how mean Rosie can be. I mean, I'm sorry, Whoopi Goldberg can be. That's in the news this week as well. Also, remember uh, this past Saturday, last weekend, actually, was the 2019 Kids' Choice Award. DJ Khaled did an excellent job hosting. And I'll give you, if you do care or if your children are listening to the show, and if you missed it, I'll tell you who uh, the winners were. And uh, Miss Beautiful Nikki Bella has announced that she's retiring from wrestling. Well, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the day. Hit it! All right, everybody is talking about Mr. Jesse Smollett. All criminal charges against the Empire actor has been dropped and his record has been wiped clean. This is what his attorney said Tuesday, yesterday, in a statement. A judge also granted a motion to seal the case. Uh, the Cook County State Attorney Office called the development a just disposition and an appropriate resolution to this case, although it wasn't clear what prompted the move to drop the charges. Now, less than two weeks ago, Smollett pleaded not guilty to 16 counts of disorderly conduct for allegedly lying to police about a hate crime. Now, Smollett has insisted he is innocent and said Tuesday he has been truthful and consistent since the beginning. Now, Smollett had posted $10,000 bond to be released from jail after he was arrested in late February. Chicago Mayor Ram, uh, Ram, uh, Ram, Ram Emanuel, he said Tuesday that this was, quote, a whitewash of justice. He and the Chicago Police Department Superintendent Eddie Johnson spoke after the charge against Smollett was dropped without an explanation from the prosecutors. Emanuel said that it this sends a clear message that if you're in a position of influence and power, you get treated one way. Other people will be treated another way. Unquote. Now, Smollett spoke briefly to reporters on Tuesday following an emergency court appearance in Chicago. He thanked his family and friends and the incredible people of Chicago and all over the country and the world who had prayed for him, who had supported him, who have shown him much love. He said he had been truthful and consistent in every single level since day one. And this is what he said. He said he would not be his mother's son if he was capable of one drop of what he was been accused of. Smollett said he would like nothing more than to get back to work and move on with his life. A Chicago grand jury charged Smollett earlier this month with 16 felony counts for falsely reporting a hate crime, and Smollett was charged last month with a felony charge of disorderly conduct for allegedly making up the hate crime. The 36-year-old actor who is black and openly gay played Jamal Lyons on Fox hit TV show Empire, a drama that chronicles a family-run record label. Now, he told police he was attacked by two masked men when he was returning home from a Subway sandwich store on January 29th around 2 a.m. 
Smollett claimed the two men had beat him, said the homophobic and racial slurs, and put a noose around his neck before fleeing. He said he heard them say this is mega country, apparent reference to uh, President Trump campaign slogan, and police arrested the two brothers who they initially linked to the alleged attack, but police said that the brothers then said that Smollett had paid them uh, 3500 to stage the attack. Police said that they told them that the rope that was found around Smollett neck was purchased at a nearby hardware store, a raid of their home, turn up ropes, masks, and bleach. The executive producer of the television series Empire, which aired on Fox, had removed Smollett's character from the last two episodes of the show uh, season to avoid further disruption on set. The move to take the character Jamal off the show followed Smollett's arrest in February. Now, on Tuesday, 20th Century Fox Television and Fox Entertainment said in a statement that Jesse Smollett has always maintained his innocence, and they said, quote, we are gratified on his behalf that all charges against him have been dismissed. Now, going back to the the Chicago mayor, Rahm Emanuel, and police superintendent Eddie Johnson, they were livid. Of course, they were livid. They felt that... If Jesse wanted to clear his name, why was everything so done um, in a rush? Why was hush-hush? If he wanted to really get out of this and and clear his name, he should have went through the courts. And uh, the superintendent, the police superintendent, Eddie Johnson, said that he didn't even apologize to the city, you know, so they are both livid. Uh, again, they blast Smollett in the county attorney office, and uh, he's been Smollett said he's been vindicated and has been truthful and consistent from the start, and that a lot of people still think that he made the whole thing up. Thing up, and even a prosecutor said he believes Smollett lied, but prosecutors otherwise said that little about why the case against the actor was tossed was leading to a host of questions. And his lawyer had spoke in the lobby, I guess, in the courthouse, saying that, you know, uh, he had if he was charged, you know, he would have to do the community service and everything, but they claim he already did the community service. So that's uh, another reason why he got most of his, his stuff got swiped clean. But are you, I mean, I'm, I guess I feel like I'm the only one that I'm not surprised because, again, even the mayor said, you know, when it comes to celebrities, when it comes to particular people, they, nothing happens to them. They can commit a crime and not be charged or get a lighter sentence, whereas you and I, that's not the case. And I'm not surprised because of who he is. He's a celebrity. He's well-liked, well-loved. And, you know, they just found a way to get him off. And, you know, of course the courts and the, the police department and the city of Chicago and the mayor are not too thrilled. So what is your opinion? Do you think that he, are you surprised or you're not? Do you think that he should have went to jail? Do you think he should have went through the courts? Tell me. The, the call-in number is uh, 347-637-2656 and press the number one. Again, that's 347-637-2656. 
and press the double one. Right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of Zass Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Again, if you like the show, you want to follow the show, just click on the follow-up button that's right on the top page of the show, and uh, it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain one That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number one. Well, after being canceled this week by black delegation, I guess, <laughs> uh, Cardi B is now attempting to clarify remarks she made about drugging and robbing men during her prostitution, I shouldn't say prostitution, but during her stripper days. Uh, she said in a newly surfaced Instagram live broadcast filmed three years ago. Now, this is what she said, quote, I had to go strip, I, oh, I had to go. Oh, yeah, you want to F me? Yeah, let's go back to the hotel. She said, uh, I drugged the N-word up and I robbed them. That's what I used to do, unquote. Now, her confession drew outrage across social media and even sparked the hashtag Surviving Cardi B, a reference to Lifetime docuseries Surviving R. Kelly about the alleged sexual abuse level against the R&B hitmaker. Now, Cardi initially dismissed the backlash, saying she never claimed to be an angel. She always been a street bitch, and she proclaim she and she's proclaiming it. And she said how people she she said that again. We're going back to the double standard. How people glorified street rappers that talk and do grimy stuff in the street, but they can't stand a street bitch. That was her quote. It's unclear what provoked her ridiculous rant, but the unforgiving criticism forced a money rapper to take a self-imposed break from Twitter. However, the Grammy winner noted before her social media exile planned to tell all about it in her so-called thug life in a book. And this is by Complex. But after many called for a boycott and even criminal prosecution, Cardi B returned to social media on Tuesday to address the controversial video and attempt to take responsibility for being a loud and proud hood rat. Now, this is what she wrote. She said, quote, I never even put those things in my music because I'm not proud of it and I feel responsibility not to glorify it. I made the choices that I did at the time because I had very limited options. I was blessed to have been able to rise from that, but so many women have not. Whether or not they were poor choices at the time, I did what I had to do to survive. The men I spoke about in my life were men that I dated, that I was involved with, men that was conscious, willing, and aware. I have a past that I can't change. We all do, unquote. We go back to second chances. We talk about that. We talk about, again, you know, these we keep forgetting that celebrities are just regular people too. The only difference is they live a more public life. You know, we keep forgetting that they were just regular people before they had the fame and the stardom. And they have a past. We all do. I mean, we got to stop thinking, get off our high horses and stop being all holy-roly and thinking that everybody is all good and sanctified. We got we to stop that because we remember these celebrities have a past too. 
And if they're remorseful, if they're apologetic, and if they admit that, you know, that they're not proud of what they were before, then we need to, you know, say, okay, she's only human or he's only human. We all made mistakes. We all had a past that we we weren't proud of. And we're going to move on. And we're apologizing. And we're becoming better people from that. So... Everybody just is just losing their minds about, you know, these celebrities having these pasts. They're not all saints. And we keep forgetting them. We hold them too high on a pedestal, and we have to stop that. Uh, also this week, Oprah Winfrey made a surprise appearance at the Apple event on Monday in Cupertino, California, where the company announced its long-awaited streaming video products and revealed details about its partnership with the media mogul. As reported by the Huffington Post, after unveiling a credit card new subscription service and a handful of star-studded original series, Oprah hit the stage during the presentation at the company headquarters where Apple TV Plus was the hot topic to announce that she is joining forces with Apple. Winfrey dished about the two docu- uh, documentaries she has in the works for Apple TV Plus and planned to launch Biggest, most vibrant, most stimulating book club on the planet. Those were her words to the Apple devices with plans to host conversations with authors that will also be available to users. Apple TV Plus is slated to launch this four in more than 100 countries. Uh, Dr. Dre has deleted a photo he shared of his daughter celebrating her acceptance into a top U.S. college after facing a backlash online. The hip-hop legend and music mogul, whose real name is Andre Young, took to Instagram this weekend to show off a snap of himself posing with his daughter, truly young, holding up her certificate of admission letter from the University of Southern California, USC, one of the schools at the center of the college admission scandal. He then used the caption to take a jab at the parents involved in the bribery scam, including Fuller House star Lori Loughlin and Desperate Housewife alum Felicity Huffman, who had been charged for allegedly using their fortune to win places in elite schools for their kids. And this is what uh, Dr. Dre put in the caption. He said, quote, my daughter got accepted into USC all on her own, no jail time, unquote. Now, entertainer Nick Cannon, was he was quick to comment on the post, writing, quote, absolute success, while other faces, uh, famous faces, including P. Diddy, Exhibit, Buster Rhyme, and Timberland, they congratulated Tuli, Truly sorry, on her achievement. However, Dre soon came under fire from followers after his past links to USC were publicized by TMZ. Back in 2013, he made a $70 million donation to the school for the creation of the Jimmy Alvin and Andre Young Academy for Arts, Technology, and the Business of Innovation. Now, one follower wrote on Dre's post. He says, quote, I'm sure it had nothing to do with you donating a building and a school. The criticism that since led Dre to remove the image from social media. Wow. And for most of season 10 of The View, which aired from 2006 to 2007, Rosie O'Donnell and Elizabeth Hasselbeck publicly feuded on TV, but in a new book, uh, Rosie O'Donnell revealed that it was more complicated emotions about her former conservative colleague. 
In Ladies Who Punch, the explosive inside story of The View by Variety's Raman Sentude, O'Donnell talked about the infamous days in May of 2007 where she had a 10-minute fight on TV with Hasselbeck about the Iraq War. An insert of the chapter called My Mouth is a Weapon, which detailed what happened and O'Donnell's subsequent departure from The View, which appeared in this week's magazine edition of Variety. To many viewers, it looked like O'Donnell and Hasselbeck were mortal enemies, but O'Donnell said that wasn't the case. She said she loved her. O'Donnell said in the book, O'Donnell recalled how she initially tried to mold Hasselbeck by giving her advice about how to debate on TV. There were turmoils behind the scene that year as O'Donnell tried to take control of the show from creator Barbara Walters and executive producer Bill Getty. Initially, Hasselbeck sided with O'Donnell. And then there was this uh, with Joe Behar. She speculated that O'Donnell had a crush on Hasselbeck, which O'Donnell confirmed in the book. And although O'Donnell was attracted to Hasselbeck, she Hasselbeck, she never wanted to act upon it. Now, O'Donnell said that she was deeply hurt by Hasselbeck and their fight on TV was more about just politics. The final story was when Hasselbeck wouldn't defend O'Donnell from conservative critics. She felt, O'Donnell felt like a, like a lover breaking up about the last days of TV with Hasselbeck. And she said that the fight they had, she said, to her, as a gay woman, it felt like you don't love me as much as I love you. I've taken care of you. You have not. How can you do that to me? It didn't do anything to you. Now, the book also revealed that as a result of the fight, internal research at ABC indicated that Hasselbeck likability numbers plummeted with viewers and that they, they never recovered. And seven years later, in March of 2013, Hasselbeck was fired from The View because the network wanted the program to become less political. ABC executive thought Hasselbeck was too polarized, uh, too polarizing, and was. And she said they said that she was hurting the show. Um, when the show executive producer uh, Giddy told Hasselbeck that her contract wasn't being renewed, she got emotional. She started crying. She didn't know it was coming. Uh, Rosie said she didn't think she knew it was coming, and um, that was it. You know. Uh, I just found out today that uh, Rosie also talked about uh, Whoopi Goldsberg personality when she worked with her and how she was very mean. So, but if you want to know more, the juicy details, you have to get the book. The book is called Ladies Who Punch, uh, Her Days on the View, which will be available in bookstores on April 2nd. And uh, the 2019 Kids' Choice Award took place on last Saturday, on March 22nd, at the Glenn Center in Los Angeles. It was airing live on Nickelodeon, and DJ Khaled hosted the annual Kids' Voted Ceremony. He handed out honors in the categories of music, movies, TV, and more. And the event saw Ariana Grande being the biggest winner as they ish they snagged two trophies. She snagged two trophies. She won the award for favorite female artist and favorite song for her hit breakup anthem, Thank You, Next. Uh, right now she's currently hitting the road for her tour. The singer was unable to attend the event, but, however, she made sure to thank fans through a video message. And to the, all the boys I loved before, breakout star Noah Centennial 
also came out as a winner as he was announced as favorite movie actor, thanks to his role as Peter Kavinsky in the Netflix movie. Also among the honorees that night were Shawn Mendes and Maroon 5, who nabbed the awards for uh, favorite male artist and favorite music group, respectively. Uh, in the TV department, Riverdale and Fuller House collect an award each of ceremony, which winners are voted on by fans. Riverdale won the category of favorite TV drama, and with the reboot of Full House, nabbed the award for favorite funny TV show. And meanwhile, Avengers Affinity War won the category of favorite movie. Also, uh, the winner in the movie department was Robert Downey Jr., who won favorite superhero for his role as Tony Stark's Iron Man in the Avengers Affinity War and Incredible 2 that was announced as favorite animated movie. And Chris Pratt, he went home with an award for favorite butt kicker category for his role as Owen Grady in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Additionally, the annual award show... Uh, features a live medley by Migos, which was jo- he, which he, they were joined by DJ Mustard. Yeah. Uh, right now we have here uh, about uh, 31 minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, coming up, uh, we just found out that the beautiful Nikki Bella has announced that she's retiring from wrestling. After 12 years in the ring, we'll talk about that. Also, Barbara Streisand is profoundly sorry for defending Michael Jackson against the sexual abuse allegations made about him. Also, uh, Carol Burnett and Tina Fey, they're teaming up to develop a new movie based on the TV veteran's best-selling memoir, Carrie and Me, A Mother-Daughter Love Story. And uh, Ben Affleck, he's getting ready to return to the director's seat. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Hi to the five. 
Right now we got 27 minutes left remaining in the show That was new music from Trey Songs and Spark Before we went to the music break I was telling you about Miss Nikki Bella Well she has announced her retirement from wrestling After 12 years in the ring The WWE star confirmed the news On the season finale of her reality TV series Total Bella on Sunday night Nikki's decision comes after her twin sister Brie Bella With whom she worked as the Bella Twins Officially declared her plans to retire from wrestling earlier this month The 35-year-old whose last televised match Saw her lose against Ronda Rousey last October Is now planning to turn her attention to other business interests Such as clothing brand and wine label Nikki, who split from fiancé John Cena in April 2018 Is also planning to launch a podcast Good for her and Barbara Streisand is uh, profoundly sorry for defending Michael Jackson against the sexual abuse allegation made about him. In an interview with British newspaper The Time, the Oscar-winning actress has uh, and singer discussed the claim made by Wade Robson and James Safechuck in the documentary Leaving Neverland. While the 76-year-old says she believed the men's accusation, Streisand didn't blame the King of Pop for allegedly developing a sexual attraction to children as she said it was in his DNA. She also noted that the abuse didn't kill Robson or Safe Chuck because they went on to marry and have children of their own. After facing a huge backlash for her controversial comments, the superstar issued a statement on Saturday and insisted she had sympathy for Jackson's accusers. She went on to apologize for dismissing the trauma suffered by Robson and Safe Chuck and felt deep remorse for her poor choice of words in the Time interview. And Carol Burnett and Tina Fey, they're teaming up to develop a new movie based on the TV veteran's best-selling memoir, Carrying Me, A Mother-Daughter Love Story. Burnett wrote the book as a tribute to her late daughter, Carrie Hamilton, and now Focus Feature executives have recruited brothers Ian Nelms and Ishan Nelms to adapt the screenplay for the big screen. Burnett is producing via her Maple Cat 
production company alongside Faye and Eric Gurian, her business partner at The Little Stranger. Published in 2013, Burnett's best-selling detailed her daughter's drug addiction battle as a teenager and her successes as an actress and writer. Carrie lost her battle with lung cancer in 2002 at the age of 38. Deadline sources claim the film will follow the highs and lows of the TV icon's life as a working mother, actress, and producer, all told through her relationship with her daughter. And Ben Affleck, he's planned to return to the director's seat before the end of the year. The Oscar-winning dropped out as directing himself in the upcoming The Batman film shortly before his latest addiction issue hit the headlines and now he's clean and sober again and he's keen to get getting back, back behind the camera. The 46-year-old who can currently be seen in Netflix action drama Triple Frontier is refusing to reveal which film he'll direct, but he is circling one project for his return to call the shots after successes like Live by Night, Argo, and The Town. Meanwhile, Affleck is attached to direct and appear in an adaptation of Agatha Christie's Witness for the Prosecution, and he's still down to produce director uh, Matt Reeves' take on the Batman, which has yet to find a star. Wow. And uh, Hollywood ha- uh, hardman Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he was recently forced to cut short filming for the Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle sequel after suffering from fluids in his lungs. The Rampage star, also known as The Rock, has been busy shooting scenes for the action-adventure follow-up, but for the first time in his career, he was unable to push through his illness to stay on schedule and had to end his workday early to get some much-needed rest. Now, Dwayne shared the news alongside a photo of his magic potion, antibiotics, and vitamin supplements, but then revealed he was already on the men's and was returning to the Jumanji set to continue shooting. Followers were quick to offer up their well wishes to the recovering star, and Dwayne later returned to social media sites to share his gratitude. The Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle sequel also featured the return of Karen uh, Gillen, Jack Black, and Nick Jonas, alongside new cast member Danny DeVito, Danny Glover, and uh, uh, Aquafina. And uh, the new Scooby-Doo movie has found its Fred and Daphne. That's right. Zac Efron and Amanda uh, Seyfried have been cast in the upcoming animated movie, which is now called Scoob from Warner Brothers Animation Group. According to Deadline, Efron and Seyfried will leave their voices to Fred and Daphne, respectively. The two audition round out the main voice cast of the pick, which has previously tapped Will Forte, Gina Rodriguez, and Tracy Morgan as the voice of Shaggy, Velma, and Captain Caveman, respectively. Meanwhile, Frank Welker will reprise the voice of Scoob after voicing the Hound in the 1969-70s series, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Created by Joe Ruby and Ken Spears as an animated series, Scooby-Doo has spanned various animation series, TV movies, comic books, and two live-action films. 2002 Scooby-Doo and 2004 Scooby-Doo 2, Monster Unleashed, starring Freddie Prince Jr. as Fred, Sir as Shaggy, and Linda Cardellini as Velma, and Neil Fanning as the voice of Scooby-Doo. 
Now, Efron, you know, is best known for his portrayal of Troy Bolton in the High School Musical franchise, recently returned to his musical route with his role in the 2017 hit, The Greatest Showman. He will next be seen in Harmony's Corinne's The Beach Bum, starring opposite Matthew McConaughey. He also landed a lead role of Ted Bundy in the extreme wicked, shockingly evil, and vile role. Uh, as for Seafred, the actress reprised her role as Sophie Sheridan in 2018 Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. The 33-year-old whose prominent feature film credits include her roles in Mean Girls, Dear John, and Les Miserables has filmed upcoming comedy dramas, The Art of Racing in the Rain, which is due out in September of this year, and the psychological horror flick You Should Have Left from Jason Bloom, Bloom House Production. Yeah, well, you know what, uh, you know, I grew up watching Scooby-Doo. It has been done so many times, and, you know, it's like nothing is new anymore. It's like they're doing all these different uh, versions of the movie, of the same type of movie, uh, just putting different actors or a little different spin on it. And I was just watching on TV the other day how uh, Pet Cemetery, which is a, a, a movie based on the novel by Stephen King, is getting ready to come in the theater. Now, it, this is the, not the first Pet Cemetery. It was a one done, I think, in the. 80s, I think the movie came out, maybe the 80s, late 80s, they had did a movie about it, now they're doing another one again, and I think it has a different spin this time around, just, we're on the case of Stephen uh, King, remember it, it has been done several times as well, and they had redid the movie in the, what was it, 2017, 2018, 2017, I think, so all the every no, there's nothing new on the sun, and I think Hollywood is running out of ideas. So I guess to keep it more fresh and to to uh, focus of the, I guess to get the new generation interested in it and to appeal to them, you know, to make it fresh and what's old again is new again, and to appeal to the new generation, the younger kids or the millennials. So. Uh, Right now, uh, we got 18 minutes uh, left in the show. Uh, I'm going to go take another break, and uh, we'll be back uh, right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. To protect his family from disaster, Steve used his camera phone. Done. By taking pictures of his important documents, Steve can always have them stored online. Learn more simple disaster prep tips at ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Champ, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. 17 minutes left remaining in the show. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Sammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week 
between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. That's entertainment, and I'm proud to say has um, we've been we marked our 10th anniversary here on the network on PTR. So I'm very proud to say we're still going strong. I'd like to thank everybody who's been supporting us throughout the years and tuning in week after week. And uh, the thank you for all your support, really. The thank you for all your support. Uh, right now, we again, we got 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take a music break. And when we come back, we'll I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day. So stay tuned.
that was my girl India Ari. That's her latest called That Magic. Right now we have about 12 minutes left in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, I don't know about you guys, but I am, you know, I'm a big fan of the Marvel Universe and uh, I'm looking forward to the Avengers Endgame. But it looks like they have some issues the movie has some issues to settle and some loose ends to resolve before wrapping up another chapter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Avenger Endgame, the next and final installment in Phase 3, is going to be three hours and two minutes long. I don't care if it was four hours. I'm a big fan, you know. But, yeah, it's going to be three hours and two minutes long. The movie runtime was first unintentionally revealed on the AMC Theater website, though it's later updated to remove the runtime. Now, official ticket retailer Fandango then confirmed it with a tweet which linked back to comicbook.com's report about the movie's 182-minute length. Now, news that the fourth Avenger movie could be three hours long first emerged in 2018, but the film was still going through editing. And when it neared completion in February, there was reports that Endgame was still three hours long. Now, should Endgame stick to its three-hour and two-minute runtime, the movie will set records as the longest movie in Marvel history. Its predecessor, Avengers Affinity War, has been holding the record for 149 minutes. Avenger Endgame is set to be in U.S. theaters on April 26th. Pre-sale tickets will likely open a month before the said release date, so the official info about the movie runtime may be revealed soon. Can't wait. And Justin Timberlake has vowed to make a generous donation to flood release efforts in Nebraska after performing in the state over the weekend. The sexy back hitmaker took to his uh, Man of the Woods tour to the Shy Health Center in Omaha on Saturday night, and the event proved to be the venue's highest-grossing show to date. To celebrate the news, Justin had decided to give a portion of proceeds from ticket sales to local flood recovery officials who have been working to help those in need after heavy rainfall and melting snow caused havoc across the state earlier this month. It's what had been deemed the worst natural disaster in Nebraska history. Now, Justin went on to reveal that he would be cutting a check from his personal bank account with tour promoters at Live Nation and sponsors at uh, Buy Water also, uh, doing their part to aid the ongoing recovery effort. Uh, it's not yet clear how much Timberlake will be donating, but he also showed his support to local residents by wearing a T-shirt bearing the phrase, Nebraska Strong, throughout the gig. Timberlake's Saturday show had originally be, uh, been due to take place in December of 2018, but was postponed as the singer was diagnosed with a bruised vocal cords. And uh, Ariana Grande, she paid tribute to her late ex, Mac Miller, on the sixth anniversary of their song, The Way, on Monday, March 25th. 
the 25-year-old singer remember, remember her former love who died in September after an accidental drug overdose by writing six years on one of her Instagram stories alongside a small white heart. The Way, which was released in 2013, was the first time Ariana and Mag had collaborated together and also marked the Petite Singer's first charting song on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Following the success of The Way, Ariana collaborated with Mag once again on song My Favorite Part, taken from the rapper's 2016 album The Divine Feminine. Now, another snap of Monday saw that the seven-ring hitmaker posed for a selfie with Mac's dog, Myron, along with the caption, Real Protected with My Soul, Where You Been? Ariana had maintained a close relationship with the pooch and has been photographed walking him in recent months, as well as getting a tattoo in the, the canine's honor. And the inking of Myron's name also handily cover up a previous tattoo she had done for former fiancé Pete Davidson of his father firefighter badge number. Now, Mac, he adopted the pit bull puppy in early 2017, and Ariana and Mac, they dated for nearly two years before they split in May of 2018. She went on to have a whirlwind relationship with Saturday Night Live comedian Pete Davidson, which ended in October, just weeks after news broke of Mac's tragic passing. And it looks like Disney's fan-favorite character will be making a comeback soon. Fans are currently going crazy as it's been found out that an Instagram account has been created for Hannah Montana, leading to speculation that Miley Cyrus' alter ego will be returning soon. There isn't any post shared on the account as of now, and the profile picture has also yet to be set up. Despite this, the account has garnered more than 12,000 followers, and Miley's among them. This revelation further makes fans convinced that the comeback speculation is true, and one individual pointed out that Miley Asian has also followed the account. Should the rumors be true, an individual suggests that this might explain why Miley has been posting a lot of throwback pics of her as Hannah Montana. She recently celebrated the 13th anniversary of the first episode of Hannah Montana, tweeting, quote, it's the 13th anniversary of the HM episode to air. And uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, who also starred on the show, uh, he, you know, that's Miley's father. He played her father on the show as well, and he did a shout out of Hannah Montana anniversary, saying happy anniversary to the show. Uh, Hannah Montana premiered in 2006 on the Disney Channel and was responsible for Miley's rise to superstardom. The hit sitcom ran for four seasons before ultimately being canceled in 2011. Earlier this month, the Malibu singer joked about the whereabouts of her pop persona when appearing recently on RuPaul's Drag Race. And RuPaul asked her, whatever happened to her? To which Miley hilariously answered, a lot of drugs. I love that show, RuPaul Drag Race. Uh, it's a great show, so entertaining. Uh, if you haven't seen it, seen it, you have to. You know, RuPaul has um, the show where he has all these drag queens compete into doing skits, and um, they get critiques on their outfits and their wigs and makeup and their look. It's just a great show, very entertaining. Um, Right now we got uh, four minutes left remaining in the show, and uh, 
the last couple of stories uh, for the day, uh, rapper Soldier Boy, uh, he has been axed from the performance lineup of an upcoming New York College concert in light of his recent arrest for a probation violation. Uh, Soldier Boy, who his real name is DeAndre Cortez Way, was taken into custody on March 15 after a previous police search of his Los Angeles property allegedly found him in possession of ammunition, breaking the terms of his conditional release, dating back to a 2011 conviction for weapon violation. He was released from custody after a few hours, but his latest run-in with the law has since cost him his set at Fordham University, which is here in New York, uh, in New York. Uh, he was supposed to perform at Fordham University's Spring Weekend concert on April 27. A representative for the star, uh, for the star has yet to comment on the news. Soldier Boy is scheduled to appear at a formal probation violation hearing to answer to the allegations later this month. And uh, Bette Midler, she's returning to the small screen to star in the TV mogul's Ryan Murphy new comedy series, The Politician. The Hocus Pocus star and fellow actress Judith Light have both signed on for the upcoming show in which Broadway actor Ben Plate will feature as Peyton uh, Hobart a wealthy California teenager who embarked on a mission to be elected as his high school student body president as part of his wider mission to one day win the White House. They joined an all-star cast, including Gwyneth Paltrow, Jessica Lange, Zoe Deutsch, and Lucy Boyson. Meanwhile, Poe's writer, director Janet Mock, is also set to take charge of an upcoming episode of The Politician. The role would mark Medler's uh, first time working with Murphy, while Light previously scored an Emmy nomination for her work in his 2018 series, The Assassination of Johnny Versace, The American Crime Story. Medler's previous TV credits include guest appearance on Murphy Brown and The Nanny, and starring in her own short-lived TV comedy, Bet from 2000 to 2001. And for our last story of the day and friend to the show, actor-comedian Gary Owen, he took to Instagram over the weekend to call out, get this, Delta Airlines after his wife and his daughter was racially discriminated against by an employee. Owen detailed the situation in a video post that received a lot of praise from his followers. Some voice how they are quite impressed by a white man defending his black wife. The comic then noted that the Delta employee did not ask any other person in line about their boarding status. Meanwhile, Delta spokesman, uh, spokesperson tells uh, Yahoo Lifestyle that Owen's wife, Kenya Duke, lined up to board her flight 30 minutes early and was blocking access to the aircraft. She was only asked about her boarding position in an attempt to determine which zone she was designated. The rep claimed that the man behind Duke was actually in the proper boarding area. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, and I will talk to you next time. Take care.